1 Corinthians 1.9 says, God is faithful by whom you were called unto the fellowship of his son, Jesus Christ. Fellowship there means companionship. It means participation. It carries with, with it this thought, intimate relationship and fellowship with the Lord. The Bible says this, that when we come to him, he will never, never in no wise ever cast us out. So you and I have been given an honor and a wonderful invitation to having a glorious visitation, communion with him on a daily basis. That's good news, isn't it? And so we are called to fellowship. The callings are calling us. Amen? Now, God honors and values you greatly. I love that song that we sang this morning, Good, Good Father. Because it tells us about the nature of God and the character of God and His disposition to us as His children. He is the Father of all mercies. He is the Father of all compassion. And He loves us and He values us. As a matter of fact, I want to show you how much He does value us. Look at Psalms 8 for a moment. And uh, we're going to look at verses 3 through 5. The 8th Psalm, beginning in uh, verse 3, says, When I consider the heavens, the work of thy fingers, the moon and the stars, which thou hast ordained. Does anybody like going out at night and just looking at the moon and the stars on a beautiful California evening? And you just marvel, marvel at how great our God is. But now notice verse 4. What is man? That you are mindful of him. So you and I are on his mind. And, a, and the son of man that you visit him or that you care for him. And so he has the highest, highest of divine regard for you and for me. Now notice with me in verse 5. For you have made him a little lower than the angels. Now the word angels there is literally Elohim. Elohim is a Hebrew word for the word God. So it literally is saying this, He has made us just a little lower than God. Aren't you glad that you're made in the image and likeness of God? And when you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, He raised you up. And He made you sit together with Him in heavenly places. What is man that thou art mindful of Him? Just a little lower than the angels, you have crowned Him with glory and with honor. That word crowned with glory and honor simply means this. He has encircled us and he has embraced us with his presence. That's a good thing, don't you think? Now let's look over at Job um, chapter 7. Job the 7th chapter. and, And we'll look at a verse over there. The book of Job. Let me get over there. Job, the seventh chapter. Now, here's a truth that's it, it's good for us to understand. When you come to an understanding of your place in his heart, it will be then easy for you to step in to fellowship with him. Amen. Amen. Job 7 and the 17th verse says, What is man that you should magnify him? Well, we see that he's mindful of us, but he also is a father who magnifies his children and that you should set your heart upon him 
Now the word magnify simply there means to promote. He promotes us. He positions us. He values us. I like the message translation. It says, what are mortals anyway that you bother with them and that you even give them the time of day? (coughs) You ever been around a person that didn't want to give you the time of day? Did you want to hang around them? Absolutely not. Well, our father is not aloof. He's not too busy for us. He gives us his undivided love, his undivided attention 24-7. The Amplified says, What is man that you should magnify him and think him important and that you should set your mind upon him? In Isaiah it says that literally he has tattooed a picture of you on the palm of his hands. Now somebody says, I'd like to see that verse of scripture. Well, write it down and look it up later. He's talking about Zion. He's talking about Israel. But we are, amen, New Testament Zion today. We are the church. We're the blood-bought church. And so he says, I have literally tattooed a picture of you on the palm of my hands. And that verse is Isaiah chapter 49 And verse 16 in the Amplified Version. If you're writing that down, you want to look that up. Isaiah 49, verse 16. You didn't know that God had tattoos, did you? (laughs) Now, something that the Apostle Paul said that I think is real important for us to take a look at. In 2 Timothy chapter 1, and we notice in verse 12, Paul is saying this. For this reason I also suffer these things. Nevertheless, I'm not ashamed For I know whom I have believed. For I know whom I have believed. And I am persuaded that he is able to keep which I have committed to him until that day. Certainly Paul knew what he believed. But I believe that Paul is saying here, it's extremely important that we know who we believe. It's good to know the scriptures, but it's also better to know the God of the scriptures. Know them both. Amen. And so we, we want to get them into a place and into a position in our lives we were, where we are ever increasing, uh, having ever increasing knowledge of him. It's like this. Our determined purpose should be just like Paul's was. Paul said, my determined purpose is that I may know him. And as I get to know him more intimately and more clearly, then I will know also the power of his resurrection. Amen. Amen. I believe this, that resurrection power flows in the life of a believer who has intimate knowledge of him. The resurrection power of God, the same resurrection power that raised Jesus from the dead can raise you up out of death-filled situations on a daily basis because you have confidence and you know not only what you believe, but you are persuaded in whom you believed. Amen? So raise both hands and say, I know Him. I know him. And the power, and the power of, his of His resurrection. Now in Job, here's what he says to us. He says, get acquainted with me. Job 22, verse 21, acquaint thou yourself with me, agree with God, and show yourself to be conformed to his will or to his word. And what is next? You will be at peace. And by that you shall prosper 
and great good shall come to you. I know everyone in this auditorium is interested in great good coming to them on a regular basis. You interested in prosperity? You interested in increase? So then what we need to do on a regular basis is be not conformed to this world, but rather be conformed to His will. And when we're conformed to His will, we show ourselves to be in complete agreement with God. And so the way that we come into complete agreement with Him is we've got to know what His will is. So we come to a place where we say, I want to get acquainted with Him. Amen? Amen. Get acquainted with the Lord. Dad Hagen said this, and I quote, He said, I cannot understand God by feelings. I understand God the Father by what the Word says about Him. He is everything that the Word says He is. So get acquainted with the Father through the Word. Amen. Get acquainted with the Father through the Word of the living God. Amen. And so what will begin to happen in your life when you do that is you will sense a presence that is supernatural all around you. You'll sense the supernatural presence of God in your life and on your life. You know, the presence of God is absolutely awesome. When we come together on a morning like this and we're able to lift our hands up and worship God, isn't it awesome to experience His presence? There's nothing like the presence of God. And listen, the presence of God is in the Word of God. And the presence of God is also in the Holy Spirit of God. And when you get born again, the Holy Spirit of God comes and lives on the inside of you. And He just doesn't come into our life to hitchhike a ride through life. And He's not like Jack Reacher hitchhiking down the road. No, He's there to comfort us. He's there to guide us. He is there as a friend forever. Amen. But oh, the presence of God is marvelous. The presence of God is glorious. Uh, Let's look over at Psalm 16. Notice with me in in a verse over there in, I think it's verse 11. Psalm 16 and verse 11. It says, He will show us the path of life. Now remember last Sunday, we talked about how that decisions determine our direction. And direction determines our destination. When we make the decision to become acquainted with Him, when we make the decision to live our life for Him, He puts us on a path called life. He doesn't put us on a path called death. He puts us on a path called life. Say this with me if you would. In my pathway is life. And there is no death. And so as we agree with him, become acquainted with him, he puts us on the path of life. The life of God. The Zoe kind of life. The life that Jesus came to give us. It is the superabundant God quantity and God quality of life. Amen? And so, and then he says, on this path, you'll find my presence. On this path, you will discover something So special. Because in the presence of God, there comes a fullness of what? Joy. 
there comes a fullness of joy in our life. And at your right hand are pleasures until Tuesday. No, there are pleasures forevermore. Oh, hallelujah. Now, I wrote something in my notes that I wanted to uh, just share with you. So let me get over to Psalm 16. Nobody's in a hurry this morning, are you? Well, that's about a third of you. (laughs) All right. Here's what I got in my heart. When you fellowship with him, you experience his presence. And you experience fullness of joy. And this joy strengthens us. Okay? Let me say it again. When we fellowship with him, we experience his presence and fullness of joy. And this joy, what does it do? It strengthens us. Do we need strength to live in the day and in the hour in which we live? We absolutely do. Do we have strength? Strength is available. Strength is in his presence. The joy of what? Help me out a little bit. The joy of the Lord. The joy of the Lord is our strength. Now put your hand over your heart and say it like this. The joy of the Lord. It is my strength. Praise God. Now, last Sunday night, as as Brenda was speaking on the authority of the believer. See, I come Sunday night to get fed. I feed you guys Sunday morning. Then I come back Sunday night to get fed, to get over in the presence of God. So I've got my expectors out, got my iPad out. And many times while she's speaking or many times while someone else is speaking, the Holy Spirit will begin to speak to me. Hey, that happens, right? He's probably speaking to some of you right now. And uh, just the scripture just, just really came alive in my heart. I want to I share it with you this morning. So let's, let's take a look at it. Let's look at Ephesians, the sixth chapter. And uh, <clears throat> let's notice in verse 10. I'll quote it to you from the King James Version first. And then I'd like to uh, look at it in the Amplified. Uh, of course, this is at the very end of his letter to the church at Ephesus, right? And in the first three chapters, he deals with your position in Christ, your riches in Christ. From chapter 4 right through Ephesians 6, verse, chapter 6, verse 9, he deals with the walk of the believer, the wealth of the believer, the walk of the believer. And then from chapter 6, verse 10, right through the end of the chapter, he deals with the warfare of the believer. So there is a warfare out there, right? Okay. And here's how he starts in verse 10. He says, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. So we've already discovered that in his presence, there's fullness of joy. So if we're going to be strong in the Lord and the power of his might and face the battles in which we are going to face in this day and this hour, we need to make sure that we're well acquainted with him, that we're on the right path and that we are functioning in his presence on a daily basis. Not just Sunday to Sunday. But connecting with him daily. Now look at the amplified version of that particular verse if you would. Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 10. Ephesians the 6th chapter 
and the 10th verse. And I will preface this by saying this. Great strength comes out of fellowship with Him. Say that with me. Great strength comes out of fellowship with Him. Great strength. And I'm, I'm not specifically talking about physical strength. Or mental strength. But I will say this. If you will get to know him intimately. And become acquainted with him. He will strengthen your mind. He will strengthen your body. Because the power of his resurrection is flowing through you. But I want to discuss spiritual strength just for a moment. The scripture says. They that do know their God. Shall be strong. They that know their God. I think it's Daniel 11.32. You don't need to bring it up there. But I'm pretty sure it's Daniel 11.32. says, but they that do know their God. That's talking about you. They that do know their God. They're going to be strong. And they're going to carry out great exploits. Spiritual strength is of utmost importance. The strong spirit of man, Proverbs says, will sustain him in the midst of infirmity. We could say it this way. A strong spirit will get you through anything. Yeah, even though you might be walking through the most difficult valley that you've ever been in, a strong spirit sees by the eye of faith the end result and keeps one's eyes upon Jesus because he is not only the God of the hills, God of the plains, but he's also the God of the valleys and he's able to take you up out of the valley right through the shadow of death. Amen. Amen. Yeah, even though I'm, uh, yeah, yeah, even though this might be going on in my life, God has strengthened me. God has strengthened me with might by the Holy Ghost in the inner man. And I'm experiencing in my life the richest measure of his divine presence. And I'm part of a body that's flooded with the love of God. Isn't that awesome? So take heart. Difficult times, big tests can turn into great testimonies. Great messes can turn into great messages. Amen? So we're talking about a strong spirit. A strong spirit will get you through anything. Now notice this. In conclusion, be strong in the Lord. This is not a suggestion. Is it? When God said light be, that was not a suggestion. Light is still happening. So when he says, be strong, we're commanded to be strong. Be strong in the Lord. Be empowered, I love that, through your union with Him. Through your union with Him. Draw strength from Him, that strength which His boundless might provides. 
So let's just camp on this just for a few moments this morning to be empowered through our union with Him. Could say our fellowship with Him or becoming acquainted with Him, right? Now here's what Jesus said. These are straight. These words are straight from the lips of the Master. You ought to pay attention to the red in your Bible. Amen? Here's what Jesus said, and I quote. He said, Abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine, no more can you, except you abide in me. So he's saying, live in me, abide in me, and I will live in you. Amen. The Amplified says, dwell in me, and I will dwell in you. Live in me, and I will live in you. So what is he instructing us to do? He's simply instructing us to make an awesome place of dependency and communion with him a permanent dwelling place. Not something that we just drop by occasionally and read the word now and then or kind of have a half in, half out commitment to the things of God. But no, living in Him. Now Brenda and I sometimes, we travel and we go different places. Recently we were down in Branson visiting James and Esther and little Eden. And we were there for maybe eight or nine days, eight or nine nights. And... uh, we we stayed there, and it was great to stay there and to have fellowship with them. But we don't live there. Our permanent abode is in Union City. And I like my home in Union City. How many of you like your home? That's where your stuff is, right? Yeah. Well, I'm telling you what, in the presence of God, whoo, hallelujah, it's a comfortable place. And so Jesus is inviting us to live in Him. He said, I will live in you. Oh, man. Now, here's what stood out to me during the message. And that is this phrase. What Jesus is saying is maintain the union and the communion with him. That's what Paul's saying. Maintain the union and maintain the communion with me. We've already discussed this, but one primary way that you do that is through the Word. Mm -hmm. Jesus said, if you abide in me, my words abide in you, what will happen? You ask what you will, it shall be done unto you. Amen? Mm -hmm. Acts says this, that uh, now now unto the Word of God, which is able to strengthen you. And so God's Word strengthens you. Being in the presence of the Lord will strengthen you And it will strengthen me. Amen. Now let's go over to Isaiah chapter 40. Isaiah the 40th chapter. Just lift up your hands and let's praise him for a few moments. Father, we worship you today. We practice the very presence of God this morning. Magnifying you. Worshiping you. Glory to God. Maintain the union. Maintain the union. Stay connected with Him. And if you want to connect with a person in the the age we live in, you can connect with them in different ways. You may connect with them through what? Email. You might connect with a person by what? 
texting. You may connect with a person by just calling them on their landline. You also may connect with a person simply by um, calling them on their cell phone. There's different ways that you, you can connect with people. Likewise, there's different ways that you can connect with Him. There's different ways that you can maintain the communion and the union with Him. You know, one of the best ways that I know to maintain this union with Him is just to simply acknowledge Him. Yes, amen. Just simply acknowledge Him. You know, David acknowledged the Lord all the time. David said, You are my strength. You are my light. You are my God. You see, it's, it's great to, to talk about that you have peace and that you are healed and that, you know, you have the wisdom of God. But I want to take it a step further and let's personalize it. And at the beginning of that, let's just acknowledge him and thank him. Oh, thank you, Lord, that you are Jehovah Rapha. Oh, thank you, Jesus, that you are my healer. I thank you, Lord, that you took my infirmities, you bore my sicknesses, you carried all my disease, and I acknowledge that today. The psalmist said, he said, seven times a day, I will acknowledge you. There's a a peer in ministry that I know of that was kind of experiencing being too busy and going down the road of life and the road of ministry too quickly. And he put a little uh, alert on his iPhone, a little gong, if you will. Seven times a day, this thing just went off. And that reminded him just to acknowledge the Lord and to thank Him and to praise Him. You know, recently I was visiting someone in their home and, and they were so pleased with what God did for them. You know, having material blessings from the Lord is a good thing. But you know, we should never forget the goodness of God that he's shown to us in the past. And I looked at him and I said, I bet you walk around your house all the time thanking God for his blessing on your life. He says, yeah, I do it all the time. All the time. I just walk through my house and I acknowledge him and I thank him for his blessing on my life. Oh man, that's a good thing. So yes, you have peace. Yes, you have wisdom. But try this one on for size. Let's lift up our hands and say, oh Lord Jesus. I thank you that you are my wisdom. I thank you that as I face this decision, that I have the wisdom of God. I thank you, Lord, that you are Jehovah Jireh. You are my provider. I thank you, Lord, that you are my shepherd. I shall not want. And I do not want. See, that's one way of connecting with him is simply by acknowledging him. Just talk to him just like you would a friend. Your best friend. Talk to him with honor and talk to him with respect. But you don't have to get religious about it. You don't have to change your voice when you approach him. Oh, God. I know that thou art so busy this morning. Where's that coming from? That's not coming from reality. That's coming out of religion. No, just talk to him. Talk to him. If I want to talk to Reuben, 
I can call Reuben up on his cell phone. And I just say, how are you doing, Reuben? Reuben will say, I'm doing fine. How are you? I'm really good. Then we can carry on a conversation. Amen. I like what Benny Hinn did years ago. He wrote a book called Good Morning, Holy Spirit. I mean, what if you just started your day out just like that? Good morning, Lord. Instead of, oh, dear Lord, it's morning. Good morning, Jesus. Good morning, Lord. What do you want me to do today? Oh, man. Just come on in. Into the throne of grace. Come boldly to your heavenly Father. And you will find Him there with open arms and loving words. And He'll breathe into you encouragement. Oh, that's good news. See, that's part of acknowledging Him in all of your ways. That's one of the main ways that we can connect with Him. Another connection point, if you will, is simply praise and worship. Just simply praise and worship. Somebody says, well, I don't have a good voice. That doesn't matter to God. I'll guarantee you by the time it gets into heaven, it sounds real good. Amen? It pleases God. When you lift up your voice, sometimes just doing it by faith. Lifting up your voice, lifting up your hands. Not just here. Not necessarily on the road. You ought to just lift your voice and not your hands. But just worship Him. Just thank Him. Count your blessings. Give Him praise. I love it how Pastor Tom started out this morning. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise is going to continually be in my mouth. That will connect you with the presence of God. And not only that, but He inhabits the praises of His people now. I mean, He'll fill your automobile up. He'll fill your spirit up on BART, on the way to work. He'll fill you up. Maintain the union is what I'm saying. Maintain the communion. Be empowered through your union with Him. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. And there won't be anything that can shake you down or bring you down because He loves you so much. He's going to keep you in the palm of His hand. He'll keep you from falling. He'll keep you from failing. He will keep you unto the end of your natural days. But the end of your natural days is just the beginning of your eternal days. Hallelujah. Connect with Him. You don't have to be a Bible scholar to connect with him. Pastor Tom is not a Bible scholar. Pastor Nancy is not a Bible. The only Bible scholar we have here is Brother George right there on the end. You don't have to be a Bible scholar to connect with him. Mm. Where were we? What verse were we looking at? Isaiah chapter 40, thank you. I literally forgot. Hallelujah. Acknowledge Him. Connect with Him. Amen. If you really, really, and this is a side journey, if you really, really want Him to manifest Himself to you, be an obeyer and a doer of His word. He told John, he said, John said this, if any man will obey me, if any man will just keep my commandments, the greatest commandment that you and I can keep is the commandment of love, right? Right. 
Love never fails. If any man will keep my commandment of love, he said, I and my father will come to him. And he says, we will manifest ourselves to him. The Amplified says, we will make our abode with him. That's powerful. Walking in love not only will make you irresistible where mankind is, is concerned, but walking in love is like a magnet of the presence of God in your life. Now here's what Isaiah 40 says in verse 31, I believe. Let's read it together. But they that wait upon the Lord, they shall renew their strength. Stop right now and say this. They shall exchange their strength for his strength. That's what the word renew means. It means exchange. But it comes by waiting on him. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run... And they shall walk. So there again, be empowered, be strong through your union with him. In closing, I want to give you five indicators of a strong spirit. Five indicators of a strong spirit. You ready? Indicator number one, you will have assurance And you will have confidence. When you're strong down here through your union with him, you will just have confidence. Faith is a way to connect with God. Confidence is a result of having faith in him and trusting him. Without faith, we cannot what? With faith, we can please him. Amen? Assurance. Confidence. Paul faced a lot of things, and let me just read it to you. He said, you know, we're troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. We've been persecuted, but we're never forsaken. He never leaves us. He never forsakes us. He said, I've been cast down, but I'm not destroyed. One translation says, I've been knocked, out, knocked down, but I'm never knock, knocked out. And then, in the same context, he says, because we have the same spirit of faith. Paul said, all these things have come my way, but faith and the spirit of faith has enabled me to make through every one of them. We have in the same spirit of faith as it is written, I believed and therefore have I spoken. We also believe and therefore speak. It is important that a man or a woman that has the spirit of faith be speaking right words. Or be speaking the word of God. Speak only what you believe. Don't speak what you see with these natural eyes. Don't speak what you feel with this natural body. Say what God's word says about your situation. You will find in every event of life, in every circumstance of life, God's word has an answer for you. Amen? So there's assurance and there's confidence which indicates you have a strong spirit. A second indicator is this. You will become established 
and unmovable. Established and unmovable. Psalms 12, 112, verse 7 and 8. And let's look at that verse, if you would. Psalms 112, verse 7 and 8. Great verse of Scripture. You do know and you do understand you must not and you cannot be moved by the media. Right? I mean, it's a crazy season in our nation right now, right? I wish we had a better candidate to vote for. So I'm not going to vote for a person. I'm going to vote for a platform. I'm going to vote for what I believe. Amen? I'm going to vote for the platform that best aligns itself with my Christian values. Right? Look, we are not voting the Pope in. We're not voting the Pope in. And you're not voting a new pastor in. (laughs) (laughs) Pastor Mark for president. Yeah. So, and, and ignorance is no excuse. You've got to be knowledgeable. You know, my people, the Bible says, are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. Right? Know what the people and the person believes. Right? It's like I said last week. I almost got on the wrong platform at 1 a.m. in the morning and ended up in Pleasanton. I would have had Paul to pick me up. But thank God I stepped over to the Union City platform and I got on the right train. It took me to the right place. If you don't want to end up in some places in this nation, oh, Shandai, then make sure you're on the right platform getting on the right train. And so, an indicator of a strong spirit is become established and become immovable. Psalms 112, verse 7. Read this with me like you really mean it. Okay. He shall not be afraid of evil tidings. His heart is fixed. Modern day translation, I'm not afraid of bad news because my heart is fixed. Why? Because I'm living in union and communion with Him. I'm strong in my spirit, my soul, and my body, so I'm not moved by what I see out here in the world going on. Why? Because, read it with me, His heart is established. He shall not be afraid until he see his desire upon his enemies. Number three, you will be ready for anything. When you're strong in your spirit, you're ready for anything. Now the verse that I want to look at is Philippians chapter 3, 4, verse 13 in the Amplified Version. Philippians 4, 13. Man, you're, doing, you're listening so good, we're going to be done in less than 45 minutes. Somebody just woke up and shouted, Hallelujah! <laughs> you ready for anything? Read this with me. Now here's what happens. Say it with me. Read it together. I have strength for all things in Christ who empowers me. I am ready for anything and equal to anything through him who infuses inner strength into me. I am self-sufficient in Christ's sufficiency. 
that verse will work for you whenever and wherever you are. Fourthly, an indicator of a strong heart is you just have a good attitude. You just have, a, you just have an overcomer's attitude. Nothing's too big for our God. Whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that overcomes the world. We're not going to sweat it. Our God has an impeccable record of splitting Red Seas. Of calling, causing walls to fall. Water into wine. Deaf ears open. Blind eyes seeing. Nay, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through Him that loved us. And then last but not least, those that live in vital union and communion with Him, they just never give up. Amen. They just don't give up. And they just don't quit. You do not have the attitude of a person that has an expectancy of loss, but they have an attitude of an expectancy of we win. You have read the back of the book. How many of you read the back of the book? The back of the book says, we win, we win, we win, we win. People in Chicago are going crazy about the Cubbies. We won, we won, we won. Well, Jesus did more than hit a grand slam. He more than did the Dodgers in. He rose victoriously over death, hell, and the grave. And from Revel- and from Genesis to Revelation, everyone say, we win. Amen. Look at your neighbor and say, we win, we win, we win. We just don't quit. We just do not quit. I'm not looking at quitters. Quitters never win and winners never quit. That's it. So let us not grow weary in well-doing. Let us not lose heart. For in due season, thank you. For in due season, what are we going to do? What are we going to do, winners? We are going not to weep. We're going to reap. We're going to reap. That is if we just refuse to quit. So the message today is, Maintain the union and communion with Him. Stand up, everybody.